Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I currently, without a doubt, am Brian. And I currently am, am usually, sometimes with a little bit of doubt, am Lizzie. Lizzie's full of doubt. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music news, music news, and podcasts. Today on the pod, we have our friend, Jake, from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. A lot of peas in this podcast. Uh, Jake is a local Chicago guy, talks about pop punk music. We're excited to have him on, let him join the club, bring him into our cool kids organization our cool kids here. Hangs. Yeah. Our emo, our, our full on emo music nonsense. Uh, yeah, interested to talk about music and talk about podcasting, talk about pizza, I guess. I feel like he gets that a lot, but I'm sure we're going to talk about pizza, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the... Uh, d- d- but before we Whoa. get to that... <laughs> Were our words really hard for you today? No, it's just, you know, sometimes you got to build anticipation by messing up the sentence. Before we get to that, Lizzie, what are you doing this week trying to stay alive with uh schoolwork <laughs> so other than that nothing too crazy you can always uh, hit us up over on our twitter though at x emo social club x um i'm usually there hanging chilling looking for friends sometimes <laughs> just hanging <laughs> no discourse please i swear to god please do not well, join our discord discourse. don't bring discordance to the to the to the twitter discordance you can join our discord too you come and actually hang with us in the club slash cult, depending on what side you'd like to fall on. <laughs> anyway, yes. Brian, what else are you doing? Because oh, you're probably man. doing a little bit more compared to what I'm doing, other than just trying to survive. I mean, I look, all I'm doing is the streams during the day, still playing Resident Evil. We are we are currently, because it is this is being recorded on the first, but we are now at least a couple few days into uh, spooky month, spook time, spooktacular, the, the spooktober. We are, we are, we are knee deep in it. So we are here to party. Uh, so over on Twitch all month, as I was doing all last month too, is, uh, <laughs> is Resident Evil horror games, spook times, uh, still getting creeped last week, this Monday, last week I finished up the, uh, first run of Resident Evil one. Now I'm on the second run with Chris Redfield. If you know that name, you a real one. Also, you just probably have played a single Resident Evil game because he's a pretty consistent character throughout the series. So we will be playing Chris's story and then moving on to Resident Evil 2, playing as Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield, who's just looking for her brother. She's just looking. I don't know. Resident <laughs> Evil is a fucking weird game. So like, just just come and hang. It's a good time. Uh, I've heard it's good to to listen to you while you're working during the day. So if you're employed... I bet that you're going to have a good time hanging out with me. 
Every uh, <laughs> Thursday, as you know, we record these podcasts. That's what we're doing right now. And then uh, on Friday nights, we got our emo happy hour. Uh, this week, we will not be having one of either of those. We will not have a recorded uh, live taping of no, either of will, those things. But not on we Thursday. will have a live recording on. Yes. Let me get to the plug, Lizzie. <laughs> wow. No, we aren't recording at those times. So Thursday night and Friday night, we will not be here. We will have a special episode this week, uh, October 6th, Tuesday, right? At 3 yes. p.m. with yes. Brompton of Wilmette, a local Chicago uh, band. So we will be partying in the middle of the day with him. So if you're hanging out for watching Resident Evil, like just stick stick around. Don't just, even just leave the page. Just chill out. Like, what just else are you gonna do during your sad work day? Nothing. Leave the page so. up, man. Just leave up the page, dude. Uh, yeah. So that that will be this week on the stream. So don't look for us on Thursday, Friday night. Uh, look for us on uh, on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, what I've been doing outside of streams. Uh, you might be excited about this. We may have some uh, some some emo social club merchandise coming real soon for That's you. Sick. It's really looking good. So uh, keep an eye out, keep an ear to the ground. Check out these pods because we got we got some stuff coming for you, dude. We got some fucking stuff some coming for you. Stuff. We are we're we're gonna get some some spooky merch, some regular merch, some just good good stuff. Some comfort all of it is merch. comfort Thanks. merch. We're trying to keep you comfortable if you're not already comfortable because you are. Let's settle in, man. We're going to get deep into fall. We're going to get deep into the winter months. We want to make sure you're cozy, you're comfortable, you're safe, and you're also listening and watching us on all of your podcasting and streaming platforms. So with that out of the way, now you know where to find us. You know what we're about. Let us get to our episode with Jake Lamore of Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast here, broadcasting you live on Twitch uh, at EmoSocialClub.tv. We have a guest today, Jake Lamore of the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. Welcome. Thank you, sir. It's so weird, like, being welcomed to... To a uh, podcast. <laughs> right. Usually I'm the one doing that, so it's, right. like, so weird. It's, it's so foreign to me, but no, I'm... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm so happy to be here, and um, I'm really, really grateful you guys asked me to be on. So thank Absolutely. you, thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> we are we are happy to have you here, uh, probably in the same amount of uh, of respect and <laughs> and deference as well. <laughs> well, awesome, awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm very glad to hear that. So uh, so what's up with you guys? Um, there's there's what we... there's the stuff going on outside in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we? I was gonna say, what are we doing tonight? What are we talking about? Are you? Uh, are because I? Uh, I didn't necessarily. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to prepare anything. No, so I'm just kind of like I'm just. I mean, like we here. prepared some Listen, stuff. Listen, we will just roll into whatever yeah. it is. But <laughs> we are okay. consistently interested in having other podcasters on, stealing all your trade secrets, uh, absorbing I have your so essence. So many. <laughs> It's like, uh, you remember the, have you seen the, oh fuck, it's the guitar movie with like Jack White and The Edge and uh, Robert Plant, I think. Uh, this Might Get Loud, I think is oh, what it's called. About, yeah. And they all like talk no. about all their like guitar tricks. And there's a part where Jack White is in a car because it's of fucking course. Jack White and he's 
brilliant but also uh, i'm pretty sure a, a ghost of some sort like he's definitely like a an 1840s ghost that just still I is mean, around doing like things cellphone. yeah yeah exactly uh he says at one part uh all i'm gonna do is get these guys to tell me all their tricks and i'm gonna steal all that they do and i'm like ah. i'm like jack white might be a genius but he also probably is a ghost <laughs> that's how he <laughs> so, that's why he is it's a just genius, not real he's a ghost that yeah that's why right that's why his, his last name is white he has literally a century of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just he's not even real yeah so, so uh that's that's the goal here is to absorb your knowledge uh okay well i don't know how much knowledge i have but i mean i will i mean you know you you've been doing uh pop punk and pizza for for four years now is your fourth there, year there's some, uh my fourth year there's just some started knowledge there there's a little bit of knowledge there yeah you don't <laughs> yeah, do something for four no. years and learn nothing no that's that's very true you're you're, <laughs> you're uh, absolutely right so so what why what tell us about that <laughs> tell us about the pop punk and pizza pot i'm very good at asking questions <laughs> four four or five words into the question <clears throat> <laughs> well um i mean so yeah you said four years um i started pop punk and pizza in september of 16 and um i started started it with the idea of doing both a audio podcast and a video podcast mm -hmm. now the video didn't last too long <laughs> it just uh it took too much time mm -hmm. um for for me i'm an audio guy you know i sure. i come from from radio so um <clears throat> so it was just a lot of time it was time consuming to put together a nice video product you know put that all together put it on youtube and then do the audio as well mm -hmm. so I eventually just said, screw it. I'm just going to do audio, and that's that's just how it's going to be, you know? Um, and uh, the idea, since I wasn't – it had been a, a year since I left the pop punk band I was in called The Projection, hmm. but I wanted to find a way to still be a part of the community, uh, the scene. And I was – and I, I had been – I started podcasting even when I was still in The Projection, so, um, so that wasn't anything new. Mm. And I just, since I wasn't in a pop punk band anymore, I just wanted to find a way to still stay connected with everyone. So I, I changed the, the podcast format I was doing and then made it pop punk and pizza to just kind of, um, I, I wasn't really getting a lot of traction with the podcast I was doing before. Mm. It was just kind of all over the place. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's kind of all over the place as far as who I would have on and what the, con you know, what the episode was going to be about. It was just, I would talk about movies, but then I would talk about pop punk and then I would, it's just way too much, you know, spreading, spreading myself thin, I guess. Yeah. So I just I sat down and I thought, okay, what do I love the most? Because I kept reading online that they said, you know, the podcast expert said you need to talk about something you're passionate about, something you love. And I'm like, well, I love pop punk, and I'm addicted <laughs> to pizza. <laughs> there it is, and you know that's the Put cliche them of <laughs> right. 
that's the cliche of the the pop punk genre, right? Is we're all obsessed with pizza. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of it just kind of worked beautifully. Um. So I mean, that's I don't know if that answers your question, but that's how it started. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> obviously, like we come from the same scenes here. You know. In, you know. I I've right. always I was gonna ask you like literally why is it that like pizza and pop punk like Go together so ma- well. merges together like why is it but then I'm like well it's because pizza's great and, and pizza's so every cheap. Like, and it's like, the only thing open after a pizza's gig. cheap it's good and it's available it's it's probably more like pizza and everything goes well together because it's pizza uh, yeah. but certainly yeah. there's like that that cultural thing about pop punk and pizza going together uh, yeah. It, it rolls off the tongue with yeah. the peas, you know, oh. all those peas in a row. Alliteration. I had a, f- <laughs> right. Um, I, um, w- it's funny. We were actually talking about this, about why pop punk and pizza are s- so famously known to go together. Mm. We talked about this a couple episodes on the podcast and we were trying to figure out like if there was a band that like kind of started that whole thing. Um, and we were thinking, you know, maybe one of the <laughs> the more uh, modern, heavy influences of that was maybe Newfound Glory. I was actually um, like, I'm pretty sure you're going to say Newfound Glory right now. And I'm like, how? Like, I, I, I could, that's I, the only like pop that? punk band like thinking about it that I could see being like, hey, you know what sounds great? Like, how would we? How would we all have that though? Because that's that's like one of those things where like we, we have all that magical brain connection. We're like, oh, Newfound Glory of Newfound Glory, and we all understand. Yeah, I, but like, I think I think there's multiple reasons. The first one being um, in their it was their second record, Sticks and Stones, or yeah, their, it was their second album. Um, in the uh, My Friends Over You music video, mm. when they're shooting the performance shots of the band, uh, the bassist has a pizza a, has a pizza delivered to him on stage yeah. while they're playing. So I th- there, there's that, which is just like a little thing. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I somehow, I, I think since they incorporated that, and at the time they were on, you know, they were in like, the mainstream's eye, right? Mm-hmm. So all these kids are watching them and then all these kids end up becoming the new scene of what pop punk is today. Yeah. Or the last ten years. Um and I don't know. I think that's <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah. Like we all just had that like that remembrance. It it's it's like a, a Berenstain Bears oh thing God. where it's like or the Mand- <laughs> the Mandela effect. It's like the Mandela effect of like we all believe because now I'm like thinking like if I go back Will it be there? What if there's no pizza in that video? What if I was lying? What if it's to? not even there? What if what if pizza and newfound glory is a Mandela effect situation? I really like when people talk about I mean, the Mandela effect. They're just like, actually it's just everybody misremembering. I'm like, or or think about it. There is time travel. I mean, NPR is, just came out also- with a whole thing. They're like, oh, there's time travel. And it's like why not? Tom DeLonge just on Aliens. No. I don't care anymore. Whatever happens in 2020, <laughs> it's all fair game. I will not question most things Oh, at this boy. Point. I'm going right. to question <laughs> everything. <laughs> and Blink had the aliens. I mean, you know, early on in Blink's career, he's talking about aliens yeah. in a song. So, you know. That's how you get the job of 
lead alien researcher. With the CIA and FBI, right. you know? Lead alien researcher Tom DeLong. <laughs> it all started, you know, it all started way back when. Yeah. So, had to start somewhere. Yeah. When did uh, Emo Social Club start up? Because I actually don't know uh, that. Like two, uh, a little we over were... two years ago. Yeah, we were 2018, okay. like summer 2018. I remember because it was right before the last Warp Tour. Yeah. Uh, a couple months before the last Warp Tour, so... Uh, I even think like we recorded the episode and it took us like maybe a few weeks to even like get it back and get it out. Um, yeah, it, it was an idea because I used to be in a emo cover band and Lizzie was uh, co-managing it, being a part of it, like sort of boots on the ground in the band because apparently <laughs> we needed uh, military support was... to run this <laughs> fucking band. <laughs> what was the name of the band? Uh, Taking Back Emo. Okay. Yeah. I remember Taking Back Emo. So yeah. that's... Is that not a thing anymore? Well, He's not I would in the thing anymore. Uh, be fine with you believing that it's not a thing Nintendo anymore because I'm no longer okay. in it. Uh, well, I, okay, I gathered. I gathered. Yeah, that. but it was it was kind <laughs> I'm of sorry a, to hear that. No, no. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's a it's a it's fine, but <laughs> it actually is like it totally is fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of like a, a cross promotion with that. Lizzie having a radio background, me always like kind of just wanting to start a podcast to have more like cross promotion with it. Uh, but thankfully we did it as a separate thing from the band. So okay. it was always like, okay, here we are as, as the band and we have the emo social club podcast and now emo social club is its own branding, its own thing. That is me and Lizzie, that we are the owners of that. No one else owns it, which is very important when you work with other people who own things. So we, we, we took it as our own thing. We, we made sure that it was entirely under our wing uh, and so after I left the band uh, and Lizzie stopped working with the band as well, it ended up being that we just took this off and we started using the audience and the platform we already had to say, okay, well, let's just double down on this. Let's keep that emo nostalgia branding going, uh, do our okay. own events, do our own separate things from there. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, a couple of years and, you know, kind of started as me and Lizzie talking to each other about Panic at the Disco and 303 and Warp Tour and... <laughs> And all this stuff. And then like Chicago festivals and music, right. some music reviews, some stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I think over time, and as I'm sure you'll, you'll, as you mentioned with your older podcast, and I'm sure you'll know with your current podcast, it's like, it takes a long time to figure out what the fuck you want to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it does. And with me, if I look back four years to when this podcast, when Pop Punk and Pizza first started, I've tried so many different things and different formats, and I feel like people probably think I'm crazy because <laughs> I'll say, you know, I'll say on this episode, oh, I'm going to start doing it this way, mm -hmm. and then, like, it doesn't last, and then I'm on to trying something else. But it also just shows that I'm trying different things, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm always trying to improve things or, you know, just change it up every now and then if i need to i f i feel like right now i i got into another uh good uh niche and it seems to be working so but it may not work that way forever i might have mm -hmm. to change it a month from now or two months or who knows how long it'll flow mm -hmm. you know well it might might be a long time it might not be a long time but uh you know that's the thing we uh, in where we're as as podcasters i feel like more so in any type of online media you have to obviously constantly be evolving right yeah so, 
And there's my dog. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> wants friends. That's uh, all. Pop punk. Pop Punk Pizza and Puppies podcast. All of it together. Uh, yes, all the puppies. puppies. It's the next iteration. So when yeah, you're trying to yeah, evolve it into the go. next thing, it's like just add, you know, a, add a puppy in there. People love puppies. It's not, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's true. No, you're right. You're right. People do love puppies. But um, but yeah, so um, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Were you the lead vocalist? or I was. Did you play guitar? No, okay. I, I, yeah, I was the lead vocalist. It was me and uh, a lot of my close friends from old bands and stuff, and yeah, uh, it, it was it was very much like a like a reunion of me and my like friends that I played with band played with in bands back in the day. Uh, some of my good friends. So, uh, so what other really bands good. were you in then? Uh, just I'm, a I'm just trying bunch to figure out if I possibly you know know you I, from a previous I really lifetime. Doubt it. Uh, I, you never know, man. I, I I've I played in the projection. For ten years, and gotcha. we played a ton of shows all over Chicagoland. So, okay, I mean, I uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I hate saying the name now because Lizzie's like ah, <laughs> but uh, I was in a band called Shotgun Zombie. Uh, we are best known for winning the Riot Fest uh, contest to play on like the small stage uh, in 2012. That was the like the first year they moved it to Humboldt Park out of all the venues. Uh, yeah, they did like the that. yeah they did the do three and two contest. It was a lot of drama, and I spent probably eighteen hours a day just like promoting. This was back like in the day before uh, you could even do Facebook ads. Like no individual page could use the Facebook ad function. You just had to do everything as guerrilla marketing and post a bunch. Uh, yeah, so I I did a lot of that over <laughs> over uh, a few weeks, and it was difficult <laughs> but yeah we want, that's a lot of work yeah and that's that's literally what we're best known for i don't even think we're known for putting out good music at this point but we make him play it during our, hey, streams, our songs though. somebody believes him to play it it's because like all my all my friends uh who knew the band are like oh you should play your old music video and i'm like no i shouldn't no i shouldn't uh but then there'll be like random people who are like dude this is like cool because it was it was uh it was at that time when every band was doing well, it was like kind of right before there were a lot of bands doing electronic stuff, uh, right before Asking Alexandria, right before Attack Attack, right before um, or Attack Attack had been out. But before all these bands like started to get into like the dubstep core. Uh, yeah, really, we were just straight up ripping off Enter Shikari for everything we were doing. But we were like, we're the only local band who can rip off Enter Shikari. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck it. We're going to do it. Uh, but yeah, well, people are catching on to it. I, well, sort of. I mean, we broke up in 2013, so winning that contest didn't take us too far. But, I mean, you still did the contest, and you can still say that See? for the rest yeah. of your life. You know, oh, I you have that. Say, we were the first band that ever won that contest. You know? Oh, they, they stopped doing it after we won it because it was a lot of drama with one of the other bands. I don't think so because... I thought they do it um, still every year to some capacity. No, they they definitely did it after that because there was a band that I played on Pop Punk and Pizza that won a contest to play on on one of the smaller stages. Okay. And once again, my mind is going blank on the name of that band. I've never had them on the podcast. I've just played their music, so yeah. I feel like I would remember if they were if they had actually been a guest. Stellar yeah. West. Oh, That's they're yeah. Okay. They were. Oh, I used yeah. to play them on my uh, college radio show because they're from the area that I'm in, and they were like literally like twelve yeah. years old. 
when they were putting out music, <laughs> right. and I was like, they were super young. Shit, what are you doing? Wow. Like they're good. I want to yeah. say like, that's the like, thing. They're good. They're just like kids. I think now they're like 16, 17, but they're still like ew. <laughs> children. They're they're Disgusting. still young. I was gonna say they're they're closer to twenty now, but I think the the year that they played Riot had to have been in. 15, I was about to say maybe? I think fourteen or mm-hmm. fifteen. Just, yeah, okay. something like that. So I mean, they were still doing it a couple years after you know two or three years after you had gotcha um, okay had won it. But as far as after that, I I don't know. Dude, um, we were like we had so much drama with this thing i don't know if this is interesting to anybody because it's like you're gonna you're gonna cares about this guy's with the riot fest fandom that's i know that's not whatever even there Dude, right now. honestly honestly we were not part of the chaos we were we were being attacked because we were doing well that was that was basically oh, how i'll tell I the see, story uh there was one band uh i don't think they're around anymore and if they are go fuck yourselves <laughs> They're called Duck. Excuse me. D- Duck. All lowercase yeah. with a period at the end. I absolutely hate that. Uh, I absolutely familiar. hate that. They won. Yeah, they won multiple contests that were put on like this because they just had bots running, oh. and we knew they had bots running because at the same time, every single day, they rose up in the polls. Like they had like three hundred more votes every single day, and we were we were working hard. Like you could see on all of our social like media really on doing, everything like, we were on doing, we were posting I'm, like, constantly. Because I want to. Oh, see. I was. I was doing live events. I was doing all this stuff to get. I had a, I had my laptop at a bar that I was DJing at. Just like, hey, if you haven't, log in and vote right now. Like I was, I was doing every possible thing I could, and I would watch this band do it. So I started calling them out. I started using uh, Facebook and everything to just say this band is cheating. I contacted I contacted Do Three and Two. I contacted Riot and I'm like, dude, these guys are cheating. And they didn't really get back to me, but the next day they removed three thousand votes Holy from their shit. their page, and wow. so now, now this fucking band is calling us out like we got them, we got them in trouble. In, I'm like, no, trouble. you got yeah. you in trouble. You were the <laughs> ones that were were abusing the system. You've done it before. They right. won a, a a battle of the bands thing in Minnesota like before this. Also, this is like eight years old, so like I don't I think they really find, care. I just try to I don't Google think, the band, and I can't even find anything that yeah, isn't like an actual that, whole ass. Dump. Even when we were doing it. Even when we were doing it at the time, we couldn't find the band. Like there was no social media presence. There was nothing. So we're like, how are these guys getting these votes? Uh, right. So after that, we moved on to the last round and it was four bands. Actually, that was in the uh, sorry, I should go back. That was in the last round. There were four bands. The 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 fourth place band was like barely doing anything. They're like, we don't really belong here. You guys are like a thousand votes ahead of us. Uh, so it was us and another band after that, after we got them knocked off kind of. Uh, and we were like pretty much neck and neck the entire time. And I had this idea that we should do to get people to vote for us is to do like dating videos. Oh so we had every member of the band do like their own like special dating video to like go to do three and two and vote for us. And so we're like talking like in a low voice, like, hey, I just want you to I just want you to know that you can vote for us at this website. And we would do it in these like seductive poses oh and God. all that. And so the first one we did was in the first round. And it, it like we had so many shares. We had so many votes for this. So I'm like, perfect. Fantastic. It's working. We got to the second round and the other band we were against started to make parody videos of us, <laughs> like talking <laughs> shit about us. And I'm like, are wow. you mad? Because we fucking is did this something. Is this band? Like, is this other band still like, around? They are really? still around. Uh, and they are so, they were salty as fuck about this. Like we beat them by two are you votes. Kidding me? We we were we were that close in the end. We were we were two votes ahead of them. Uh, and then we 
we we were setting up to play so we played at like noon on the th- on sunday uh we were opposite we were at an opposite state of stage of imagine dragons so technically open imagine dragons opened for us uh and we we were setting up and they came to the stage and posted something on their social media like no one's here to watch this band that that won the contest and i was like yeah because it's an hour before we go on stage dude (laughs) Like you even posted it an hour before our set time. Oh my God. Like why right. would you? Why are you so yeah. salty, dude? Right. Yikes. Yeah. Well, so that's why I'm like, I don't think they wanted to do it because we were like, we were like really on. I'm like, dude, this is this is important mm-hmm. to us, and they were just like, it's more important to you than it is to us. We hate <laughs> you, and I'm like, I get it. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> I'm like reaching out to them on social media. Like I'm tagging Riot Fest. Like look at what these assholes are doing. Yeah. And they're like tagging Riot Fest, like look what those oh assholes God. are doing. And I'm like, no, no, we're it's not so assholes. Bad. It's so bad when contests, <laughs> cool contests like that, just go sour. You know, that's too bad. But hey, it's all in the past, right? It is I was all in say, the this past. Is eight like, years it was eight years It's eight years. <laughs> I hope. And, and like we were, I think we were all like 24. Like at our oldest, we were 24. So like, mm-hmm. there's no reason that anybody should care anymore but those guys were already like quite a bit older Ooh. than we were at the time so maybe they do <laughs> like i don't know yeah. if like if their age led them to go ah you know what i don't really care about this anymore i don't know if they're still like yeah we should have fucking played that you fest. never know <laughs> like, i feel like in the no. scene there's always gonna be some of those people and you're like hey hey you good you cool oh yeah you fine I hope they're. I hope that they are doing just fine. They were still around for a while after us, uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know if they're currently still active, but uh, certainly they were. Uh, they were still doing some stuff after that contest, and we were not. We're gonna release this, and <laughs> we, then that we band broke is gonna up reach a year, out to us, and they're gonna like try to physically fight Brian. <laughs> let him. I don't know. It's like, dude. I, I hope, hope not, not either. If you can't let shit go now, that's just wrong. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to stop talking about me and we're going to start talking about you because that's why we had you on and my band well, was a piece of shit from back in the day. <laughs> well, I'm the one who asked, so. No, yeah, know. I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I hate talking about myself on our podcast and and all that. True. I'm so used to asking questions. I, I guess I can't help but When you questions. do it for so long, it's hard <laughs> I mean, to get out of the habit. Because then you're like, oh no, yeah. nobody right. wants to hear anything about me. It's all about everybody else, but not me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something. Um, so, <laughs> I, I know that you mentioned earlier, this is obviously a very easy transition, but um, to get out of this. You you were like, I love pizza so much, which I feel like every um, young adult or teen loves pizza. It's cheap. It's easy. It's usually pretty greasy. Um, It's easy to obtain for the most part. What what type of stuff do you like on your pizza and what's the superior pizza to you? Um, I love like the meaty pizzas like the pizzas that have like you know four or five different meats on them um but i haven't been getting those lately my my uh my girlfriend who her name is also lizzie um she just likes cheese on her Mm -hmm. pizza so and so actually does my son so i've been eating 
just more cheese pizza lately just because that's usually like who I'm with. I'm either with Owen or I'm with Lizzie uh, or sometimes with I'm with my family. Like just this last weekend, we had Aurelio's and uh, there was uh, there was a sausage pizza. There was Canadian bacon um, on a different pizza, um, but uh, pretty much like any meat topping. Um, I love a good uh barbecue chicken pizza um you know specialty pizzas like that or yeah and i i love it um i haven't seen a pizza place do this in a while but you know uh pizza hut has done it before i think little caesars has but when pizza places have like pretzel crust um Mm -hmm. yeah that because i love pretzels i love pretzels so much so um that's like a a guilty pleasure and so is like pizza hut stuffed crust like if I'm going to get Pizza Hut, I'm only going to get it for that. And otherwise, I do the not want The fact that you pizza have hut Pizza Hut <laughs> really near you and it's like actively sounds like a place that you have ordered from recently blows my mind. I think that, <laughs> I know there's a Pizza Hut like 10 minutes down the street that I live on. I have not been there. Well, aren't you in Naperville? I am. And there's one 10, down, 10 minutes down the street from me and I have not ever gone there. <laughs> Well, see, I mean, well, down here in in the the Kankakee Bourbonnet area, we do have actually quite a few awesome pizza places to choose from. I don't really, I haven't had Pizza Hut in months. It's been it's been a really long time. I can't even tell you the last time I had it. Um, I I normally don't order from chains, and if I do, it's more like a local chain, like I mentioned, Aurelio's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I try not to um, I try not to get from the national chains too much you know um but uh but yeah and, and i do approve of pineapple oh, like on that. pizza Good. you know i dislike i i Good. think it tastes great especially if you pair it with instead of uh you know like ham like pepperoni is a good mm-hmm. combination if you're not into the ham thing but i'm not against it you know i know some people I am are definitely just like, against totally, it i say whatever what no. if you want to put m&ms on your pizza go this ahead this isn't like, princess diaries you like we can only yeah, hope to ever be in Princess Diaries, to. okay? <laughs> I, uh, but yes, but I, whatever floats your boat, you know? Whatever makes you happy. I lived in Sweden for five months, and one of the first few weeks we were there, we, we all went out to go get pizza, and they're like, oh, you haven't had Swedish pizza. And they bring oh, over this plate, this serving dish of what looked like a salad on bread. <laughs> Like it was weird. It was a kebab pizza. Uh, a kebab pizza. Yeah. So it had like kebab toppings on a very very thin piece of bread, and it had like a little sauce spiral on it. Yeah, that's what kind the of next sauce question. Yeah, it was like a it was like a kebab sauce. Like, like if you got like a Mediterranean thing? wrap. Okay. Yeah, it was like a tzatziki, okay. like kind of kind of a little bit like savory tzatziki kind of thing i i it's hard to remember now because this was in 2014 you so remember beef remember from 2020 was, but... brian i mean 2012 <laughs> I, I remember beef from this year too so that's true. it's been a long year but you uh, remember beef from 2012 so i remember i remember when people wanted to talk shit about me more than i remember uh what was on a pizza that i had one time in but sweden it's clearly, but <laughs> over it's very five distinctive. months distinctive <laughs> Is what it is. It is distinctive, but only because I did get a lot of kebabs when I was there because they were 
fucking awesome. They were so good. Um, but I remember like them saying like, no, this is what real pizza is like. This is like real good pizza. And I was like, well, this is delicious, but it's certainly not like pizza. And then I realized, no, this is pizza. It's just what you did is pizza. And that's fine. Yeah. You made yeah. your choices. You did this. It doesn't taste bad. Whether or not it's clearly defined as something, that's all just semantics. I think that's stupid. Enjoy what you enjoy. Enjoy the food that you're eating. If it tastes good. If it tastes like shit, then tell the chef, hey, I don't like this. This isn't Send good. It back. Don't serve this to another <laughs> human being. But like the, the the debate about pineapple, I'm like, no, you're just fucking elitist. Like It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what it's... you like, don't like what you don't like. That's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree, man. I don't usually go out of my way to order, you know, pineapple on pizza, but I'm I'm totally down to eat it, you know. Yeah. So. I but, yeah, yeah I can't I, I don't I don't order it. I don't. <laughs> but I'm like you do you. No, I mean I I usually don't like go out of my way to get it, but if it's mm-hmm. there, I'll eat it, you know. So, yeah. Uh, I do like it. I just don't usually consume it on order like, it, willingly, you know? like not willingly, but like you don't go out your way for it. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right. Exactly. Most most of the time. So. So we. Yep. I'm so good. I hope that well, answers your question. The question. second part of the question <laughs> was, where do you uh, order the your favorite pizza from? Well, um, there's so many favorites. Um, we have, I have been having pizza on the podcast virtually with other guests here and there. Hasn't been every episode like we did pre-COVID, but the place I've ordered from the most. Um, in recent months is a place called Chicago Doe. Uh, they have a location just down the street from my house. Um, they've got a location in Richton Park, and then they have one in New Lenox. Um, so they just have the three locations, and it's really, really good. Um, I don't really know what it's comparable to, per se, Um but uh, if you ever get a chance, if you happen to be in any of those areas, I, I highly, uh, highly suggest it. Interesting. It sounds yeah. like Chicago um, pizza in yeah, Chicago. Like the, like but... the tavern <laughs> style. I mean, they've been like around since. Dish, or is it deep dish? Well, they, okay. they have deep dish. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they've been around since 1975. So they've been around a long time. Um, obviously, there's other places that have been around longer, mm-hmm. um, like Aurelio's. I forget mm-hmm. which, right? I think they started in the '60s. That sounds about mistaken. right. And then there's places, yeah. Um, then there's places that have been around longer than that, you know. So I mean, um, but uh, you know, I I love pretty much all the Chicago chains too. You know, Giordano's, uh, Lou Malnati's, Gino's. You know, all those places are are good. Beggars, Beggars is good. Beggars, Beggars is, has saved yeah. my life so many times before I hop on the train back yeah. home at Union yeah. Station. I'm like, oh, Beggars, I love this place. Yeah, it's just like right Believe- there when you're commuting. <laughs> Believe it or not, we actually have a Beggars here in, in Bourbon A, huh. which is just really surprising. Um, yeah. But uh, we do actually have one. So um, I think the influence there might have been, um, you know, the, the Chicago Bears used to have summer camp down here for like 18 years straight and it was just this last year that they decided not to do it so it could have been you know that influence you know they could have been like huh what about uh bourbon a let's let's put a place down there <laughs> i don't know i know they're not i know they're 
I know they're the like the official pizza of the socks of uh, yeah. the White Sox, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if if the Bears have a pizza, an official pizza <laughs> place. I don't think they do. <laughs> Atypical Supply is simplistic, handcrafted, made in Michigan merchandise, always printed on garments that are a cut above the competition. They work with bands like Worst in Me and Endless Oceans for their merch and also do limited releases, plus collaborate with other designers. We're fans of their clothes. I, for one, have the Roses t-shirt. And I have the Recapitulation shirt. Their styles are really neat and edgy with a modern twist on pop punk and emo influences. Head over to atypicalsupplyco.com and check out their new Halloween clothing from the Grave line. Available now. And use our code EMOSOCIAL at checkout for 20% off your order. That's EMOSOCIAL for 20% off. AtypicalSupplyCo.com. Clothing for the unusual individual. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Because you are, a, you know, you're an on-air DJ, but you're like a morning show host, radio DJ. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, that is my, my full-time gig. Um, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday, um, 5 to 10 and then when I'm off the Jesus. air, I am the production director who is, Lizzie, you know, is the person that's in charge of, you know, the producing of all the commercials. Um, I'm not producing all of them, but I oversee it. I do produce a lot of them, but, you know, I distribute them to other on-air, on-air talent in the building to produce. Um, and that's that's how I have a full-time job. Um, in, in small market radio, you have to, even in large market radio, you know how it goes. You have to have many, you have to wear many hats in order to be You do everything and you never time. know what a day off mm. is like until you get fired or laid off thanks to Corona. And then you're like, oh, this is what it's like <laughs> to not be running on a hundred all the time. It's insane. People live like this. <laughs> yeah it's, yes uh, we do lizzie yeah now like for me so you know most full-timers in broadcasting get paid salary so like um it, you have days that are really short but then you've got days that are just so long because there happens to be a ton of commercials coming in that need to be produced or there's just whatever it is you know so I know, uh, you know, I've been putting in some longer days lately just because things have been some busy. But, you know, it just, yeah, that's the thing. It's like good and bad, you know. It it sucks, but it it's also nice that you have the security of knowing you're going to get paid the same. So it just, you know, depends. But, yeah, that's uh, – um, and it, it's it's so weird doing – radio and, and podcasting are so similar but so different at the same time um now with i the radio station that i do mornings on is a is a top 40 station so it's like you know ariana grande justin bieber all that stuff um and of course some of the stuff we do play uh we will play older songs like you know early fall out boy all american rejects green day you know because those obviously were were big hits and we'll throw those mm-hmm. those uh in there once in a while 
um, which is nice because then I feel like I'm in my You're element, like, I'm putting you know? this in. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone likes this. I'm like, I'm crossing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm crossing paths now, you know? Like, I've got yeah. we've got the podcast and the radio station going, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it um, – I don't know oh, – did you ask me something specific? You just mentioned See, that's that. the thing, though. Yeah, we, a, we just go, we just roll into it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we ju- yeah I just roll into yeah. it. Um, I was just trying to think of what else um, I could say or if, if you had any questions specifically about, you know, the, the morning radio, radio gig. I know you get up very early and you deal What's with a, a lot of crazy things. <laughs> I do yeah. get up very early. Five to five to ten, I will never be able to listen to you because I <laughs> don't wake up before difficult. ten a.m. I know I went in to do some shadowing for the production side of um, the morning mm-hmm. show at my last radio station, my rock radio station. I was like, "This is so goddamn early. How do people do this?" Yeah. <laughs> as I say, as yeah. I get up at yeah. midnight to go to work at two thirty in the morning every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> nuts. Um, I I roll out of bed around four fifteen, um, and I'm I'm just five minutes down that's the street. That's how you do it. That's I'm how really you close. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, um, the uh, the house I live in now. I'm I I wasn't far to begin with, but now I'm even closer. So I'm only two miles away. So I mean, it it doesn't doesn't get much better than that, you know. Um, mm. So super super lucky uh in this day and age to still have a job in in radio a full-time yeah job. very very and, hard um, and <laughs> rare to come by yeah it was already rare yeah. it was already rare and now it's just even more rare you know um yeah from must be real nice <laughs> you can be like hey hey guess what everyone here i have a full-time job and i get benefits and that's like the biggest flex <laughs> i need so, I need to change the. I need to change the subject. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not I'm trying to not here. trying to rub it in. No, no, I I make jokes about it all the time. Do you, uh, so no, you're fine. Do you have a a, a broadcasting background, Brian? <laughs> no, nope. no, just music. I, just music. Yeah, I I I have a. I don't know if this is. Uh, there's people in my life who'd probably be like, "This is because you're a fucking Aquarius or some shit," and I'd be like. <laughs> Get out of get out of space. Like come down well, from space. That, talking come about down this first of all, because I'm a Sagittarius, yeah. that's why we vibe so well. <laughs> it could mean nothing. It could that means it means nothing to me. What I understand is that because I am an Aquarius, this is why I don't care about what other people have to say to me about oh fucking astrology. God. Because all I care about is how it affects me and that's that I move very on. Aquarius. Um but I, I guess it's like I've always had this interest in just like doing different things and like learning about it and being a musician and learning how to record and all that. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, podcasting seems like pretty easy to do. It's not necessarily easy to create content and create something that people are interested, excited about. So that is always like the struggle of it. I found that certainly the more you keep doing something and the more you work at it, like you're not going to come out the gate knowing exactly what to do and knowing exactly what people want immediately. That's not how it works. But if you keep at something and you keep hacking away at it, uh, there is something to be said about how you're literally in public hacking away at something uh, in front of people. And people are like, Oh, this sucks. You should stop doing this. And you're like, have to push that voice away. And you hope that they're actually not real. Like, Uh, Hey, this actually does suck. And it's just their bad opinion. You hope, 
it i've i've learned that if you're not getting any opinions that's when you know you suck <laughs> if you're getting any opinions then at least you're getting in ears and there's somebody who has heard you and they know you and they could be giving any reason as to their feedback but if they're not giving constructive feedback at all then then you're not even getting in the ears yeah so that's that's where i'm like don't worry about it until we until we start getting constant oh hate on Twitter, which Lizzie has yeah, to do with because so I don't go on Twitter. Like, spicy then takes, we're fine, and I'll be like, I have to go deal with that on Twitter. Yes, please, please give Lizzie not. all your spicy My takes spicy on Twitter. Takes you want yeah, me to give Jake, you a spicy, spicy take, take right now, dude? We would love that. Uh, please give a spicy take. take. Um, man, well, I don't know. I'm waiting for you to like rip out. I mean, to say we usually that, like, make it like detest the MGK album. That would be a spicy. That would be a spicy <laughs> ass take. That's like that's yeah. Anthony Fantano well, type from, shit. From from what I can tell, there are actually more people that like Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk album than the people that hate it. I mm-hmm. I I feel like um, I've seen more good things than bad things. Um, maybe. Maybe I'm just seeing something different than what I, you guys I see are the seeing, DIY kids who are very salty. It seems the DI- that's how I perceive it. I feel that they are salty that they could not create well, a Book 182 ripoff and do it well. <laughs> but here's the thing: I, there's there's so <laughs> there there's so many things you have to take into accountability with Machine Gun Kelly and this album that he's considering pop punk um it is Mm -hmm. 2020 mgk so well yeah okay with the first thing i said it's 2020 um pop punk Mm -hmm. whatever form of pop punk that gets put out into the mainstream which is machine gun kelly um Mm -hmm. it's not going to sound like what it did in whenever the last mainstream pop punk album was which I, I don't yeah, that's know. not really definable Which... anymore. That's like saying, what was the last like true emo album before like we got into like the early two thousands of like popular emo? The Black Parade. No, some people won't even consider right. Like, that's where it ended. Emo. <laughs> Fuck those people. They're very wrong. <laughs> DIY so wrong. emo Twitter is gonna come. Black for Parade our is the answers. last good emo record. <laughs> Please. Um. So so yeah, I, it it's not gonna sound the same. He's obviously going to inject his own flavor into it, and what he knows is he's known for being a rapper. So you know mm-hmm. he's gonna take that. You know either you can label him as a rapper or just you know a pop singer. So of course he's mm-hmm. going to bring that to the table, but also he brought Travis Barker to the table. So he did right there. Right. Um, and then the next thing. Some of the things I've been seeing some people say, which I'm really surprised to see this, um, they're saying that MGK saved pop punk. Um, and, and that's something I've... That's I've, a bit strong. I, I, right. I, that's strong. I firmly disagree. Um, just like any genre where you say, oh, so-and-so saved it, or this genre was dead, yada, yada. It just depends on what context. Now, if you're talking mm-hmm. about in the mainstream, then... Well, he didn't save it. He just, you know, kind of brought put something new into the mainstream's eye, um, mm. and that that hasn't been done like we just said, and we in a number of years. I mean, I I don't know the the closest thing that comes to it as far as newish is probably Five Seconds of Summer, um, yeah. And obviously, yeah. yeah. 
that that was that was huge. Um, whether this is gonna be that huge, I I don't know. But either way, <laughs> it is still at this moment in the mainstream's eye, and um, mm-hmm. I'm just I think it's awesome. You know, um, so it, it's it, pop punk never died. It, it's been flourishing like crazy for yeah. for years now. It's just not. It, this is the first time in a while that it's come back to the mainstream. So no, he didn't save it. It wasn't dying. It's just yeah, you know. He brought it. To, he brought it to more more uh, listeners. I guess right. Exactly. Yeah. He. I don't know. He had the opportunity. He had uh, people that believed well, in him. He is on hopeless, and, right? Mm-hmm. Hopeless or fearless records now. So he has. He's has oh, that he, backing. Oh no, he's uh, he's still on uh he's still on his old, like I or, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm pretty sure he's still on his he's still on Bad Boy because it's at the end of all his music videos with the record label, uh uh sign unless unless he, he signed an additional deal with a pop punk label to get street Which, cred yeah, because, because you know that's important know that for MGK we, to have street cred on his pop punk record like when he was pitching it to people everybody was so skeptical they're like this is gonna be like the shittiest thing nobody's gonna like it and then it dropped and no he's definitely he's definitely on major okay. label he's still with bad boy inter- and interscope hmm. so he still has yeah. that mainstream distribution going on there um that mainstream backing so um I really, honestly, I just really hope that the he gets some singles that charts well I on know this record. They said that you know, Bloody break. Valentine, mm-hmm. which was like kind of like the main signal um, single, I were to assume, mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. gold already, and it's been it's that's, been out only like great. what like three or four months, really I think. Yeah, yeah, not super duper long. So that's that's not bad, especially considering the the kind of climate we're in for music yeah um that's that's pretty good i haven't seen like as far as the charts go if it's you know made it to the the mainstream top 40 at all which is the station i'm on i haven't seen you know if he's got any of his singles in the top 40 yet but i really hope that i can play them on my station <laughs> that i work yeah, for i know probably, it's yeah. probably uh, you know that would I be would awesome i think it's coming soon because he's such a large artists in general with like in the rap scene to an extent mm-hmm. i feel right. that if the, he dropped an album whatever genre it would be his fans regardless his pre-existing mm-hmm. fans would be like why isn't he being played on the radio i mean again he is like a major artist mm-hmm. not saying that every major artist that drops an album is always going to be on the radio but when you are as big right. as mgk has been i mean like Fall Out boy brought the, him on tour with them when they did their first like right. huge like big stadium like the baseball, <laughs> when yeah, he when was he was beefing, beefing with, with Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> you right. cannot oh, not put at least one song on. I know I've heard Bloody Valentine on like um, KQX, the alternative rock station, but I'm wondering if right. they would put any mm. of the ones where there are other collaborative rappers on like the top forty stations, so people can be like, okay, this is more like the normal like kind of pop rap song sound that's like really popular right now. Yeah. And it would kind of bring them back in. I think the there's a song with a black yeah. bear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that one I believe has is currently being pushed to top. I could 40. see that. I, um, I know that yeah. all time so, low. Their song with black bear, they're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're like too. I think the they have now. been playing on Alt Nation because I have Sirius XM. 
They have been like on Alt Nation like for the last like two months with that song. Every time I got in my car, it was on. I, uh, I'm very surprised about. Well, I guess I guess I'm surprised about All Time Low, because that's awesome for them. Like it's 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 really cool that All Time Low is number one as a band. But, oh, here's my okay. My take of the MGK record, because this is a bigger, this oh, is a bigger uh, ended thing here. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the listeners are enjoying hearing my voice. It's doing great. Uh, All time low, number one with Black Bear. MGK does a song with Black Bear, and there's that that song is being pushed to radio. Both of the songs sound as I as I as I made Lizzie post on Twitter for me. Uh, they sound like the best Blink One Eighty Two records without Tom. So both oh. of them are just the exact sim- are, are similarish sounds. Like I've had some MGK songs stuck in my head that were actually oh Monster by <laughs> All Time Low. Okay, like I'm like, oh wait, I'm singing the wrong song in my head, and it all kind of like ends up blending together. Mm-hmm. That's not a that's not I a mean, dish. I like will, I like I the songs. I'm enjoying when I music. Heard her new All Time Low. Their album is very solid, but when I put it on a playlist shuffle, which I very rarely do for myself, I usually listen to albums straight through, but I had like a playlist shuffle and I dead ass thought it was Green Day. And I was like, when did Green Day drop a new single? Interesting. And then I was like, it's not. It's all time low. I never never thought that when I listened to the new all time low. And I think the new all time low record is great. Um, What I was also going to say about MGK, though. Um, is yeah the the record sound there's a lot of Blink 182 vibes to it, um, and obviously his sound of pop punk is not it's not breaking the mold really right it's not um, you know push it's not really pushing any boundaries too much I mean obviously as I stated earlier he is putting some of his his uh, originality into it but it's it's not really it's not really breaking the mold. So I'm, I, I'm not saying it's a, a, this amazing album. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. it's a good album and it's, and it's great that there's uh, something in the pop punk realm that's on a mainstream label right now. Um, that's mm-hmm. new, you know, um, that's, that's not, uh, you know, a band that's been on a mainstream la- label for the past 20 or 30 years, you know, um yeah so and which there really aren't that many that are i mean there's really (laughs) if you think about it uh which ones are well um i mean green day it they're kind of they've never really considered themselves pop punk just some of their fans have right um right and i think their i think their last record was their last uh major label uh record with reprise um mm-hmm. and then yeah blink i mean they're just going you know, they're going they're there just, they're existing just good, great job guys great job yeah <laughs> so just good good job guys <laughs> so i mean it's just the it, it's it's nice to have uh something new so i yeah i have nothing but but good things good good thoughts and and um i'm i'm ashamed of the people that haven't been welcoming and have said a lot of nasty things because nothing stays the same forever. And uh, we should be welcoming of everyone in the scene, regardless, you know. Um, the people that are saying it sounds so horrible and so trashy and, you know, they just, 
they just don't like it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But it, it's, it's not something not, you should like harp on if you dislike it. You shouldn't be. No, it's not a dumpster right. fire. And I've had, I mean, I've what? Seen, you know, Lizzie, you're on that's Twitter. Literally that's what literally what it is. What I like there. See, have seen people because I will agree. MGK's personality is definitely kind of like from what I've seen. I don't know the dude in real life, but the persona he gives out is definitely like an angry 60 year old kid who's like, yeah, anarchy and I hate my mom type thing. I get it. That's annoying. Yeah, I, I agree that's with annoying. that. I get it. That sounds like Youngblood. I young think Youngblood's blood. more adult. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, very they're, similar. But that's, yeah. you know, and I've seen him, people are like dissing him because of the personality that he has. And I'm like, but that doesn't reflect the music necessarily. And we can hear that. Like, you can mm-hmm. hear that in a lot of his rapping, too. Like, I've never been a rap MGK fan whatsoever. I try to listen to some of his albums when he was opening for Fall Out Boy just, just to, like, get the vibe. I could not vibe at all. Mm-hmm. I it just didn't hit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of his singles with some some pop singers that I have played on on my morning radio show that I like. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's one with Camila Cabello that's really good. I think it's Machine Gun Kelly. I got a double she, she check. She does a lot of cameo uh, <laughs> with different people. So who knows? You could be correct. You yes. could be wrong. Yeah. There's about like a 75% chance you are correct, though. <laughs> I should I should Google that real quick because I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right person. Um, let's see. If I we, don't, we don't do corrections we, we, on this we'll podcast. We'll do like, so if fine. it's like majorly wrong, I'm just we'll curious just now. But if it's minor, meh. Yeah. And we won't we won't do corrections i'm just i'm just curious i just have to put my mind at ease yeah yeah, yeah i was right there's a it's a song called bad oh. things uh, it's a really good really great song okay. um and uh so yeah he you know he does his rapping and that song and camila cabello does you know her singing so it's a, it's a good song <laughs> that was that was one of the first i might have been one of the first songs i ever heard by him was mm. was that one so and that song is probably three or four years old something like that mm. uh oh yeah 2007 okay so yeah not so that three far years removed old. yeah no mm-mm. yeah nope. still getting super close to it i remember he even before all that the first time i heard him was on the sleeping with sirens song that was a really hard sentence to say sleeping with sirens say it, just, say, just song. say it a couple times in a row that is a mouthful. see how far you can go Sleeping with Sirens song. It was uh, it was a song. I only remember this because it was called Alone, and he rapped on it. And it was at the it was released like the exact same day that uh, Ronnie Radke and Falling Universe put out their song called oh, Alone no. that he was rapping on. And I was like, "What happened? What happened today?" They both did. Well, the here's exact the thing: same one of thing. them is good, the other they, is they, terrible, and we know which one is terrible. That Sleeping with Sirens song, they. I will not. Sleeping with Sirens can be a very good band. That was not a very but good song. But comparatively, it was just not. They, that was not them at their best. Uh, I mean, I like a lot of their older music, and I like uh, some of their newer music. <laughs> I'll put it that way. That just that just was. I think that was like one of their records where they were like, we we're kind of done with our label. We're trying to like put out something to kind of move on in our career, try something different. We needed to like put out something to have it here. And oh, we can work with MGK. That'll be cool. And then Ronnie Racky's like, "Yeah, oh, I'm wow. gonna be a rapper now too." He's trying to bring Grindcore back, it, but really, Death it, Grips already did that, and nobody else asked anybody the, else to try. Ronnie Racky, you could be so much better, but also it's <laughs> fine. Just do you. 
Yeah, he's one of those guys, man. I've never been a, a huge fan, you know, but I know some some people that there was that like, a girl that know. i used to be friends with actually back in elementary school and then we lost contact and then we ended up going to community college together and then um huh. we were not friends <laughs> after community college for different reasons and she reached <laughs> out to me on instagram like e- like maybe two years ago i didn't know where it was like hey i found your instagram i'm like clearly um and she was like, oh, hey, I hope, like, very, like, goodwill, <laughs> like, hey, hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, all right, as a very curious person, let's do some social media stalking to see how things are really going. And Uh-oh. turns out they're, like, a huge Ronnie Radke fan being like, Ronnie Radke saved my life. I'm like, this is me introducing you to emo pop punk music was the worst thing. And I am so sorry. And I will go <laughs> to your parents' house and apologize to I them right now. <laughs> oh man yeah i'm not i'm not attracted to the guy okay that's that's fair yeah i i i try like i hate to talk crap about people that i don't actually know or have never met um but uh yeah i'm just not overall attracted to you know what he does (laughs) so yeah you know i i will i will say that (laughs) so if you had to pick like the bands that you talk no i mean it's not a spicy take but it's like it, who would be like the bands that you talk about the most on your podcast oh my God. like if you're talking with a band like i feel like we we've had very consistent conversations about bands both in positive ways and in negative ways more often we talk about the spicy takes about bands we think of negatively uh but but i'm wondering if like when you have a guest on or you're talking to people like do you talk about like pretty consistent characters keep popping up oh yes um i was actually just talking about this the other night um and i i always wonder if i'm annoying any of my listeners and if this like turns <laughs> them off because like oh, jake's gotta bring up ska again oh you know or 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 jacques i should say because i'm known as jacques on my podcast but jake on the radio but either i sure. i answer by either name but anyway so yeah i wonder if they're listening like Oh, Jacques is mentioning ska again. Like, really? Like, do you can you go one episode without talking about ska music? Um, I bring up Green Day probably almost every single episode, um, if if you know near or close anyway. Um, just because they're one of my all time favorite bands of all time. Uh, big reason mm-hmm. why I got into music and and just continue to have my foot into the music world. Um, and I bring up Less Than Jake a lot um real big fish a lot um i mean mxpx <laughs> i talk about mike herrera from mxpx all the time <laughs> just because um not as much as i used to but i and i still do i still listen to his podcast his podcast is great um mm-hmm. but when i listen to it more on a frequent basis when i was commuting to and from school um yeah i just i and i still do i i name drop him on on my podcast just from yeah i heard my carrera on his podcast talk about this and <laughs> so yeah i i bring him up all the yeah. time and i'm a huge mxpx fan um you know so i pretty much the bands i bring up all the time are the bands that i love so much so and you know another one would be goldfinger um mm-hmm. i guess blink obviously gets brought up um but i feel like maybe not as much as, <laughs> as the others i think so. <laughs> 
We yeah, bring up we Blink do. a lot, and we I don't even care for Blink that much. That's, like, I really don't listen to Blink-182 at all. I think it's just because <laughs> Blink seems to be the band that more people care about more in our mm. scene or i not maybe it care isn't the right word i don't I know feel what like it is they're but such like a foundation basing that if you were to tell somebody like if yeah. you told somebody who like doesn't really listen to like the music that we often listen to and you said oh i listen to like pop punk or emo they'll be like who and it's like whenever somebody asks me that i'm like if it's more pop punk, I'm like Blink 182, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay." If it's emo, I'm like the newer emo that mm. everyone on Twitter hates. I'd be like Fall Out Boy or pa- or Old Panic at the Disco. And people are like, "Oh, okay, I get it, I get that." But if you mm-hmm. were to be like more obscure, yeah. I, they'd be like, "Who the fuck are you talking about, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what it is, uh, too. I actually this just came to mind. I think I answered my my question or maybe our question. Um, I think Blink is more associated with the pop punk scene, uh, the today's pop punk scene, and then Green Day mm-hmm. is more affiliated with maybe punk, a little uh, punk and just rock, just because yeah. that's who they associate themselves with more. Whereas, like, you know, for instance, Blink brought out Neck Deep yeah. on you know the mm. the big Enema of the State anniversary twentieth anniversary tour. Um, Neck Deep is a part of the the newer uh, pop punk scene, you know. Um, Green Day they they usually don't they they haven't really brought out too many like pop punk bands from that right. And like scene if anything, if the Hella Mega Tour they had like the classic they had Weezer, and then they also the only person they were really right. bringing on were the Interrupters, which is a ska rock band. Scott yeah, punk band. so Scott we're punk still in the band. same, yeah. you know, vein here, basically. Of, and mm-hmm. because Green Day mm-hmm. was like originally like stoner, like stoner doom metal. I mean, not metal, eh? Stoner rock was pretty much what they were originally. When you look at like <laughs> punk and like Dookie to an extent, so it's very, you know, different. You know, plus they're also kind of like mainstream radio in a sense. When you because. I can't tell you how many times a day yeah. I would hear Longview or, you know, some, oh, sure. something from their older well, stuff. Well, same with right, Blink, with Blink too, you'll hear all the small things, mm-hmm. especially in the summer, like fucking crazy. And they're like, hey, hey, do you know anything else? Right. And it's like, all the small things. And that's it. That's it. That's all you, that's all you get. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. Yeah, I think it's just it. a, Green Day will still bring out, um, you know, smaller bands on, on their tours and stuff. Um as well as the bigger ones, but I think it's just, um, I just think it's who they associate with is is a little. I mean, some of them are, are they Blink and Green Day associate with some of the same bands, but still, I think it's just kind of, you know, I mean, Billy Joe has has made it very clear, you know, on Twitter that he does not like being called, you know, pop punk or punk pop or whatever. Like he does does not like that they i don't think any of them probably do um so you know <laughs> he should have thought of that before he put on the tie and wrote about oh george God. bush and looked <laughs> had like the avril lavigne style well, and shit at the back same at the time, same that time. Was very punk I, rock that, at the same that was time during that time yeah i know that wasn't very pop i know punk. it it was more inspirational than it was taking off of what other people were doing so i totally yeah but then it's like 
you created a scene, the scene was created out of your image. Now that scene exists with that image. So of course people are going to associate it in in hindsight and say, well, you were the godfathers of that, so therefore you are also part of it. And they're like, shit, man, we shouldn't have worn the fucking ties. They should have took off the guy. Shouldn't have put on the eyeliner, dude. It's not it. Take off the eyeliner, bro. Well, it, it, it was that like that same era as like the untitled record with Blink. And it's like you're doing that thing. You're you're now leading down that road as opposed to being seen as like the, the creators of it. You're just going to be seen as as adopting it now that we're looking back in history and can't we, we are. Our ability to tell time is worse now, but our ability to like look back at things and like have the retrospect is going to be so much more difficult the farther away we get from it. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The, obviously, that's just everyone has their own view and their own take. And and uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's just kind of how I look at it. You know, they, they come from the same, um, you know, they're, they're put in the same category a lot of times, but they're yet so mm. different, um, you know, in the same realm, but it's still just so different. You know, uh, Green yeah. Day was snotty. Not as silly as Blink. Mm-hmm. You know, Blink was more silly ridiculous and, and... and ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, Green Day <laughs> was too. They're both immature, but in their own ways when when they yeah. first started, right. started out, you know. Uh, and obviously, totally. they both grew up, though, too. So, you know, um, whether people <laughs> liked that or not of either band, that's, that's up to them. <laughs> right. Because, right, you know, you got some people that love the grown up Green Day hate the grown-up blank and then vice versa so mm-hmm. you know i mean and i here here's a here's a what what were you calling it yeah, a hot, hot take spicy take um spicy spicy take <laughs> my favorite blank album is california that is a bad spicy take interesting <laughs> and i know so many people Lizzie's unhappy with it i know so many people would disagree with me but i love mm. that record um I think it's probably just because it speaks to me more now than going back and listening to Enema of the State, which was, you know, my favorite as a kid. Um, it might just be the content of it, you know. Um, I might mm-hmm. relate more to the lyrical content of California now because I'm an adult versus, Fair, yeah. you know, when Enema came out, I mean, it was just like silly talking about high school and people getting high and, and, goofing off and you know whatever um it's just uh it's just different you know i that i just love i i like california yeah and and you guys you guys might fight me on that too but i just um i'm not yeah I, I, I'm not strong enough on Blink-182 to give you an <laughs> argument on that I'm like fine that, that I'm not okay. saying it's I'm not I, saying it's the greatest album they have. I'm just saying it's my favorite. Okay. It's your favorite. Yeah, exactly. No one can argue that. That's a personal <laughs> right, thought. Exactly. Uh, and, and really, like I would who's, say, who's to say oh, yeah, one ahead, band's album is, is their best because it's all, once again, it's perspective. Yeah. It's, 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 all it's art, you know? So that's why I say yeah. California is my favorite. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying yeah. it's the best <laughs> album that they've ever written. I don't know if you can really say that about any band. It's like, People know how much I love Green Day. I get asked all the time, which one is my uh, 
I, I can never I can never choose my favorite Green Day record. I can choose my favorite Blink record, but I can't do that with Green Day <laughs> because I like them all. And I just, you know, yeah. I just go in cycles of liking certain ones at a time. So, but, uh, yeah. Fair. That's. I never really listened to the Untitled record by Blink until probably a couple years ago, maybe a year ago. And now I'm like, oh, shit, this album's right. great. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm like, moving yeah, on when now. You were, I'm super late yeah, to the but party. Yeah, when you were like, you know, 12 or 14 or however old when it originally came out you were you were I was, like, what is this i'm i am 45 years old so everything is like <laughs> i was a full-grown adult no i'm i'm i think that was that was 2004 that came out so i was a junior or in 2003 high so right? was it 2004 yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i remember so the only reason that i even thought about that record at all is because jerry finn produced it and jerry finn did alkaline trio and he did afi uh sing the sorrow and sing the sorrow for a long time probably still to this day is one of my favorite records of all of all records uh and i i just thought jerry finn was such a good producer to bring these this sort of emo sound out of a band work with punk bands bring them into like a newer era with this more dramatic this more orchestral this you know adding in more and and giving them that what would become emo scene things uh, and just for the life of me, I'm like, I don't care about this Blink record. I don't care about Blink. I I, I don't want to listen to it. And I really regret it now that I'm an adult because I could go, oh, shit, like Jerry Finn still produced that really well. And it still sounds like it sounds like Blink-182 doing what AFI was doing at the time, doing what Alkaline Trio was doing at the time. Like, I, I, I messed up. But yeah, junior year, I was just an angsty kid who was like, fuck all this shit i hate it but i love my chemical romance and i love <laughs> afi and i love like all these gothy yeah. bands you're like i wanted to I be also goth, was much more but i couldn't go full goth so i'm like oh i was goth. i was trying to go full goth i was like going full goth i was working at hot topic at the time nice. i could do whatever nice. i needed to do <laughs> nice oh man yeah uh now that lizzie's back we are we're about an hour 15 in of the recording uh so i want to make sure we do some plugs and uh yeah just kind of kind of wrap up the recording part of it we'll stay on twitch we'll still be chilling there if anybody wants to put some questions in the chat or uh we can still chill there and do some other stuff uh but let me introduce that section instead of just doing like a a haphazard like this is what we're gonna do uh that's how i I move on from that so uh how i usually yeah exactly uh so jake let's uh let's get some plugs in why don't you tell us where people can find you, find the podcast, find you on social media, all that so, good stuff. So um, social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all the same handle. It's Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Um, the the website that the podcast gets posted from and, and goes out to all the platforms is currently bangerangradio.com. I'm actually working on – I'm going to be building another – or I'm in the midst of building a new website that's just got the Pop Punk and Pizza name. Um, Bangarang Radio um, was originally the name was the name of my original podcast, and then I made it into mm. a little network. And some of my other friends had podcasts, but now it's just me, and it, it's just it's not making sense at the moment. <laughs> it's not doing, it's gotcha. not helping me. So <laughs> I'm making yeah. a website right now. I'm, I'm getting close to, to finishing it. Um, and that'll just be, 
its own thing. But that's you know that's down the road. Um, and but yeah, uh, the podcast is on all the you know the major platforms, iTunes, or actually I should say Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, <laughs> right, Stitcher, <laughs> Google. Um, I just submitted to Amazon. I haven't checked to Ooh. see if we're up there yet. Um, yeah, we just got approved for it. Yeah, recently, like, and I wish I had an Alexa to yeah, check. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I haven't. I did they send you? Do they send you an email to tell you when it's up? They I couldn't remember. They sent us an email. It was like, hey, you're on here, and I'm okay. like, I don't believe you. And then I had to like go and <laughs> search it like on on like Amazon mm-hmm. on like you know the normal page because. I don't rem- I don't think really? that there was like a direct link for it or you had to like download an no. app if you were on your phone. So I had to get on my computer, go to Amazon Music and then search it and then it popped up. So it's not an easy way to like double check. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> the easy way is like I said if you have the app, it probably is, mm-hmm. you know, um I I don't use Amazon Music, but you know the monster that Amazon is. It's like, well, I need to get the podcast up there, right? Um, just have so it I literally there. Yeah. just, right? I literally just. I think I just filled that out at the beginning of the week, so it's there. It could be up by now, but I, I don't know. But pretty much, in all, we're on all the you know the big platforms that everyone knows. Um, as far as uh, trying to think, as as far as guests coming up, I just recorded an episode today with a guy named. Uh, Demi the Daredevil and he's very uh he's along the emo realm for sure very Halloween appropriate mm-hmm. like um you know Panic at the Disco early Panic you know like kind of that theater mm-hmm. um sound to it really really um really talented guy uh his, his, his real it's just one guy uh his name is Jeff but he goes by Demi the Daredevil um, that podcast is, is going to be name. coming out on uh, Tuesday, October 6th. Um, and then um, I'll have I'll have uh, I've got I, I put out two two episodes a week. So uh, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's a new Damn. episode. So uh, just to make that easy. But that's way too much work, man. <laughs> it is a lot of work, but I'm uh, <laughs> it is. I spend so much. I you know, I do stuff literally almost every day um for for the podcast but you know i'm just trying to uh you know trying to pave my way just like everybody else you know and and it's been so cool to be able to meet so many new people like you guys you know through through podcasting whether it's other podcasters or just artists um whether they be known or not it's really cool to to meet these people and talk to them and and get their music heard um, and get their stories heard, you know. Um, I just, uh, the most recent episode that I just posted this week was with the Collar Brothers of Sick of It All, which is a well-known hardcore punk band from New York City. Yeah. Um, started in the 1980s. Yeah. And I never really knew much about them. I had always heard the name, pretty much, because I never got too much into hardcore punk. And then... Um, I had the opportunity. I, w- I was presented with the opportunity to interview them about their autobiography that just came out, and it was super interesting to read about what the hardcore punk scene was like with CBGBs in New York, um, and just hearing their take on that, and just the whole band, because obviously, 
from 1986 until now is a really long time. <laughs> yeah, so, there's there's a lot of is. turns and ways from yeah. that time that's to my, now. That's my entire age. <laughs> oh, God. It's my entire Whoa. ass age. <laughs> yeah, my brother was and born And again, we, we bring... <laughs> my, my oldest brother is uh, was born in 86 as well. So um, I was yeah. born in 90. So A lot of shit happened. <laughs> a lot of bad shit happened. <laughs> specifically to me. <laughs> See, um, every podcast episode is just reminding Ryan how ancient he is. In some well, ways... Yeah, when you stepped away for a second... Oh, no. He's like when you were like twelve or, or or however old you were when the Untitled Record by Blink came out. And I'm like, I was an adult, oh <laughs> like, almost, yeah. But it's like I wasn't really. I was like I was almost, uh, you know, to go into college. Right. That's so pretty like, much. No, yeah, yeah was, that's not an adult. Closer. You're still a whole ass kid. I'm 25. Yeah, I'm still I, a whole I was ass not kid. acting like an adult. That is that is accurate. Wow. You're a kid until you're a kid until I don't know what you it don't, is. I don't know. I really don't know what the, until you decide, honestly. Or, yeah. or not. One day or not. Because some people. One day I really started enjoying. Because yeah, some people don't even uh, choose. Some people still just choose to act yeah. childish at 50 or whatever, you know, age, age they yeah. are. Yeah. You know. That is Blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> they are still that acting is, like that children. That is Mr. Even Mark Hoppus over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mark Hoppus is still a child. Um, so. so I, I one day just started enjoying cleaning up my apartment and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm an adult. <laughs> Oh my like, god! This is it. This is um, the one. So I guess I guess those are the plugs. I've got some really exciting episodes coming up. Um, you know, with with I always try to keep it mixed up. Um, you know, I was I think I was talking to Lizzie before the show, saying um, I I always have Chicago based artists based bands on the podcast, but I I go outside to mm. to other bands in the U.S. or even outside the U.S. Um, between bands that people don't know to to bands and artists that people do know um so you know uh coming up in this month in october and i think maybe even to november i'll have some well some more well-known names mixed in with bands that you should definitely check out um and Mm -hmm. also i'm hoping to uh there's a couple people um that i'm going to be talking to that are more like behind the scenes of of big people or more well-known people um and i think it's always interesting to talk to those people that might be um you know a tour manager or a producer or you know it's, it's a, especially during this time like um it's like the perfect opportunity to talk to someone like a a tour manager because while well, they're not on tour they've got you know right they, <laughs> they, they're, they're trying to figure it out to see whatever happens right and so it's True. uh it now's now's a good time to get their just their life story um you know if, if they want it you know because they've got stories i mean you know if, if they've if they've <laughs> uh you know there there's one that i talked to i won't put the name out just because it's not solidified yet but um one that i've talked to the band that he's uh that he tour manages for i mean he's done it for like you know 25 years the same band i mean you know so it's bound to have some some good stories you know so it's oh, and yeah. I think it's it's um it's good for people to to hear from like I said those people from the behind the curtain so to speak. Yeah. So so yeah, I know that one of the sweet. last bands that you did interview like a bigger name band was like Stan Atlantic. Yes. I saw. Yes, talk to talk yeah, to Bonnie. Yeah. Um that was incredible. Uh they're one of my uh favorite newer 
bands in the the pop punk scene and getting to talk to her was was just great she was a lot of fun she even roasted me a little bit which was funny (laughs) um you know uh that was um yeah whenever i get those opportunities it's just so cool and and such an honor that you know i get get a little bit of their time um and get to talk about you know their art and and what they do on a daily basis or whatever it is we end up talking about and um you know when they when they uh when you're able to just have a normal conversation with them it's it's there's just something so cool about that you know um it it shows the fans that they're just as human as as anybody else you know so so what just to get your last uh, tidbit? I know you mentioned earlier and in general about um, local Chicago-based pop punk bands. What are some of the ones that you think people should be checking out? Um, I I know I'm going to be um, talking to coming up soon on the pop. Well, okay, well Guardrail, of course, and you yeah. know Guardrail. Um, their new EP is just amazing. If you haven't checked out Yikes by Guardrail, make sure you do so. It's it's the best work they've ever put out. If you've listened to them before and thought kind of like, eh, they're okay. Like this this EP really knocks it out of the park. Um, so I, I got to put their name out there. Um, I really like World War Me. I was recently introduced to them. They just put out a new single called Stunner. They're going to be on the podcast at some point soon. Um, Steven from World War Me. I've talked to him recently um, about doing an interview, um, and I really liked really liked what I heard from from him. Um, so th- those are just just a few. I, I could go on forever, <laughs> you know. Um, I really <laughs> like uh, the fact that the band Make Out. Uh, half of them are from Chicago now. Um, they you know they put out a new single here hmm. in the last couple months or so and um you know kyle d who used to be in the frantic is their new front man and he's going to take that band to the next level and where they should be and i i definitely fully support them um and i really think whenever they do put out an ep or a any a, a full release of some kind um it'll really people will really like it um so and more so than the first record you know um so yeah Mm -hmm. like i said i could go on forever (laughs) about chicago bands all right well that was our interview with jake uh fucking really good time super nice super nice guy go check his podcast out go follow him on all the social media uh yeah which it's there's i only think there's a few social uh uh few podcasts in chicago i went to say chicago but i said social club i was about to say i don't i mean there's only so many social clubs in general good i mean there's probably more that we don't good know of but that's okay we probably don't need to know of there is that. a bar called chicago social club in amsterdam it's pretty cool oh, that's it's a nice crazy. place i feel like uh we can do a collab over there you know, oh my god i would love to they like, are hey, hey. they're really they're really nice people there and they play fucking sick music and mostly only have female djs so i'm like Good. Good on you. Love that. Good on you. Love that. Yeah. So that, You'll have to help me fill out paperwork to get a passport, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check out Jake. Go check out all of his pods. Go check out all the bands that he mentioned. 
uh, except for Green Day and Blink-182. You're probably already listening to them. You already know them. You already know them. Uh, but with that, uh, thank you for checking us out tonight. Let the fucking music play. God damn it. You just had it. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not taking this out. I'm not editing this out. You got to edit this out later. Not me. You got to cut. If I decide to. <laughs> thank you for checking out the Emo Social Code podcast this week. Uh, we'll be back next week of an episode but we will not be streaming thursday friday night so with that i am brian and i'm lizzie and goodbye catch you in a week not cutting that out lizzie i'm not cutting it out we do it fucking live dude we let it ride we let that shit live It lives recorded forever.